We have a lot of jobs. I don't, I, we don't, I don't want to come on here every single We do a lot of jobs. We, I've done a yes, lot of jobs. <laughs> I did a job yesterday. Everybody, they keep telling me, well, it's okay if you if you, if you lose because you're so over, right? And I keep thinking, what, what do you mean I'm so over? What, what, who says that? The people that want you to do the fucking <laughs> jobs, pal. <laughs> <So> they, oh. <laughs> they like stroke my ego. You yeah. can lose all you can because you're so over. You're so over. Well, they were cheering my name famous. yesterday. They were cheering Switchblade. <laughs> So I took the L for what fucking reason? <laughs> we got a bunch of jobs, right? We have like, you know, it, like I said, I said outside, it's fun to be an entrepreneur until you have all these jobs you have to do. Right. The podcast is a very hard one. Well, we saw the Wildcat. We said, let's go shut ourselves in this fucking room and knock this thing out. He agreed. I blew his entrance because I just said his name. <laughs> yeah. Here we fucking are. <laughs> this makes me happy because we get to, because we don't usually come on here and talk wrestling a lot of times because we always just talk shit. Get drunk and we, and we wonder why our, view, why our listeners went down because hey, we hey, don't hey, ever hey. talk about wrestling. Don't talk about too much inside shit. We got somebody Analytics. here, a friend of mine here who started with uh, well, a, a school that I started at. We started around this, uh, in the same school in the same area. It's the Wildcat Chris Harris. Thanks for coming down. Good brothers, thank you for having, go, thank you for having me. Of Impact Legendary TNA fame, the, a TNA original. We're in Cincinnati, right? We're actually in Newport, Kentucky. Sure, right across the river. You're a Kentuckian. I'm a Kentuckian. Where do you live now? Northern Kentucky. Northern live Kentucky. In Ludlow. Always have, right? Yeah, that same always. area-ish? Yeah, I spent uh, five years in Orlando, but um, you always come home. How does it feel to walk into an Impact show when you haven't been in so long? What does it feel like? It just, does it start bringing back weird memories? You see Gail Kim here. You see Scott Demore here. It's got to bring back some memories. Yeah, I mean, it, since I've done it several times now, um, I think I was nervous the first time. I think the first time I'd been back in a while was um, it was a homecoming show in Nashville. Yes. And ever since then, yeah, it's, uh, it's great to see um, some old faces and um, some people that are still around. I mean, Saban's here, Shelly, uh, Gail Kim's here, Scott Demore. I mean, it's great. And then to see, you know, guys that I've known for so yeah. long, not even just an impact like yourselves. We do the under siege pay-per-view. We run out of here. We can't find our car. Or we would have actually made it earlier. Yeah. And we drive not 10 minutes away. Yeah. And there is an NWF Roger Ruffin show. And you two guys yes. are Roger's star pupils. You guys in Abyss, correct? So yes. <laughs> how long do you guys know each other? How do you meet? He's already a star when you meet him? He's Tell a star. Tell me the story. Well, the first time we met, I wrestled him. In Fairfield at Tory Station, and he it, beat the living shit out of him. Are you nervous? Is he the I first? Should've. Yes. Is he the first name you've ever been in the ring with? First television guy? First, certainly. Yes. Certainly. He dropped a leg drop on me from the top rope. And <laughs> Were you scared a, to death? He's a big man. It was pretty heavy. <laughs> it came back on me, man. I'm, I'm suffering for all those leg drops. That's, that's it a, was a beautiful leg drop too. On my spine, spine compression there. Yeah. But fun. but yes, like you said, but that's that's a good point though. Like like you said, as I should have, he yeah. did beat the shit out of me, but right. not, and he wasn't punching me in the nose. He was doing it in a working way and teaching the young kid the ways. He was hitting me. Hard I mean, and not, safe. Place. I mean, not right square in the forehead. It was all I, done out of love. It was. I saw the talent. That's right. You were just going to beat it out of him. <laughs> me a lesson that day. But but that was when I think TNA was on the Wednesday nights. And I think you were obviously uh, you know, one of their big stars at that point. And that's how I met the Wildcat. But Wildcat had been in the Cincinnati area years before that. What year did you start with Roger? Started with Roger in 95. Um, started wrestling in 94 and then immediately went to Roger in 95. And uh, I was there up until about 99. And that's when I took off for Nashville. Nashville get, got me the connection to WCW. So gotcha. when did you start with Roger? 2002. But as Abyss and I started to move out, it was your group that kind of took over and took yes. over the, uh, I guess, star power at the 
at the yeah. shows because I was gone, he was gone, Rob was gone. Yeah. Did you uh, and Abby start together then, or does one come before the yeah, other? Yeah, um, I started with Prince Roger. Justice. Oh, yes, yeah. Prince Justice. Excuse me, I didn't know that. Purple single. I started uh, probably a year before him. Okay. Um, but yeah, we came up in the business together, came up with Roger. We were on yeah. the road together, road partners. I mean, they guys, used to draw these big houses at this place called Peel's Palace in, North, in Northern Kentucky. You guys were like superstars, That was correct? an amazing place for us. That yeah. was huge, yeah. Like, it's, it's it's, we explain that. Explain what it was. It's a bar that drew, drew yeah, a lot I of mean, people. I used the, to watch these videos of yeah. them in their heyday of the NWF. And they're yeah. superstars. At this, this yeah. place has got a thousand people in there, yeah. or whoever it was. It looks like a millions to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was where we started. Um, it a lot of people don't know this, but Smoky Mountain used to run there. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then they had a, I think they pulled out, um, and they pulled out like at the last minute where a show had been advertised, and Rogers Group stepped in to fill it in, and they got Good the move, yeah. They got the, the monthly gig there, um, and uh, Justice and Abyss and I stepped in, and we did our thing. And the, the truth is, and I think this is a lot of stories with the wrestling world, where a lot of people started, the place was not a great place. Sure. It yeah. was, I mean, we've all yeah. been yeah, there. Yeah, we've seen them, yeah. I mean, the dressing rooms were not great you know but the, the thing is find a bucket to sit on and put your yeah, shit on man. Right? <laughs> but but we got we treated it like it was our Madison Square Garden yeah. and we went out and we entertained the fans enough and, and had great stories to where they just came back in droves and yeah I, I'd say you could fill a thousand people in there yeah and we did um, just some of the angles it, it really was it was the wrestling that pulled the people in there yeah like, they and we drew some huge crowds in there man it was it was awesome so I get back to uh, WCW yeah well, so, so you said you you, you you trained here with Roger, you wrestled with Roger, you did the Peels Palace stuff, and he said you left for Nashville. Why? Honestly, a lot of what it was, it was my, uh, I was married at the time, diff- different wife. Yes. <laughs> um, You're a wrestler. But <laughs> we're looking to see, like, any 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 event we go to, it's like, well, who's going to spot us? Who's going to be looking for us? And she made a comment that was very true. She's like, nobody's going to find you in Peels Palace. Yes. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what? You're absolutely right. You know Roger as well yes. as I do, but back then You're it was not, not easy to leave. <laughs> Nowadays yeah. he's encouraging. It wasn't easy leave. for me to leave, but yeah, yeah I, he, he there was a lot of heat right there. there so, there's so, home turf with a lot of these guys. Yeah. that train you and build their homegrown. So I went down there, started going down to Nashville. I still lived in in this area, but I went to Na- Nashville every week, and there was a connection for uh, to bring in do some security for WCW and. With Terry Taylor. Bird Prentice had a connection with is Terry this, Taylor. Is this red shirt security, WCW? It was uh, R&B security. R&B it security. was Russo and Bischoff security. Although brought- we call it run and bump security. <laughs> and, they just, and they just brought you in for that? Thing. Yeah, well, they were bringing us in for security, but uh, they still had the Saturday night program, and then they had uh, Worldwide on Sunday. And so a lot of us were getting wrestling matches on those, too. So I was, I was wrestling a lot as well as doing per match? Per day, probably. Per day, yeah. yeah. How much? How much was that? It was probably five hundred, yeah. something like that. Yeah. When you're a young guy coming, like you're like five hundred dollar payday. Hell yeah. Well, and that's I'm like on TV. And we would do that's two, three time. days a week. Yeah. So I mean, that was yeah, that was made, decent. I mean, yeah. and I never had a regular job after that. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was when I left my job, and I I was doing WC. And I didn't get. I didn't actually sign a contract till October. So, so the have, entire year of two thousand. I was doing per appearance, oh, but wow. I was making good money because yeah. they were bringing me in every week. Then ultimately, you did sign a contract. Yeah, October I signed a contract, and then six months later, wow. they got bought. Who would ever have thought that one of the big two yeah. would go down? And then, then so mean? what? They didn't. So WWE didn't pick up your developmental call or your contract or whatever. No, it was. the way it really worked out was 
all the higher ups had their contracts and they sat out for a while. So the big names yep. sat out. They hired the the mid carders. I yep. don't even want to say mid card, mid to high. You they know, hired yeah. the last Larues of the world. Well, they hired the guys that were that were there working. I mean, yeah. like if you guys know Lance got hired. Uh, Hugh Bill Morris got hired. Yeah, 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 they all got hired. And then, um, but the guys on my level, no, they, they just, just they just said had so much to pick from, and so our our guys were just, just kind of left. Didn't know who yeah, you guys yeah. were or yep. anything yet. WCW gets bought. They kill. They killed off your contract. Where's your head? It's frustrating, man, because once you sign one, of, sign a contract, you sign, a contract. You sign your big yeah. contract, man. That's what you want. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Hey, Chris, you know, you're talking to a couple of guys that know all about signing multi-million dollar deals and <laughs> losing it nine months later. I'm sorry. I lost my head there for a second. You trying to fuck with me, too? <laughs> did you come here to make fun of us? <laughs> so, did you come here to fuck with us? Where was no, your head then? So were you, were you, no, were it was you? very, it was disappointing, man. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. back, back to doing the indies and you're back to trying to get started again. And, and keep in mind, the only place to go then was, was WWE. There's That's nothing it. else. Yeah. And so uh, there was a couple companies that tried Crazy, to start man. up and, and uh, nobody knew what the hell they were doing. So nothing worked yeah. out. Well, then you hear this other company is going to start up. Oh, well, okay. We'll, we'll we see go. where that goes. Yeah, and, so much, right? uh, but then I heard Jeff Jarrett was uh, in charge of it. Um, I'd known him from WCW. It took my attention a little bit more than the others. And they had a big pay-per-view coming up. They um, came to a Nashville show. Um, they were scouting talent. They were checking out the broadcast team. They were just kind of doing like a little dry run yeah. through. And uh, they saw a match between Storm and I were against each other. Yeah. And they saw the match. And uh, I don't know what got their attention, but it was it was one of our best matches. And I got to the back and Jeff looked at me and he said, we'll be in touch. And I got a call that, that week from Bob Ryder. That's a big deal. That's a huge, huge man. Deal. So we got the, you know, it was it was per appearance at the start there, but um, but we were on that was all the Wednesday paper. Yeah, we were on the first show, and then and from then on, that was exciting as shit. We both started in two thousand two, and then you maybe if you can't go to one, maybe you could go to the other one. Like it felt like there was a WCW comeback, and eventually, you know, and they brought in enough big names to get us going that yeah. it, it I think it got people's attention in the yeah, wrestling world I mean, sure. steam. yeah I remember I saw uh, I saw Scott Demore in 2004 and he, he looked me up and down and he goes uh, you know how old are you and I told him I was 24 and I was like you know what what are you up to do you want to do this do you want to do that and I was like I mean my god of course right yeah also. so then every every day for the next year when my phone rang I was waiting for Scott Demore to call me yeah. and he never fucking called me and it probably used to drive That still happens nuts. today, don't it? <laughs> yes. That's a professional well, wrestling to a <laughs> yeah. team, isn't well, it? Well, now Scott calls and we're going, oh, hold on. Are we in trouble? Is right. he trying to sign us to a new deal? What's or, going on? Are we fired? What's the take deal the call? Here? Should we not? <laughs> so wait, when did you know that TNA was going to like, I mean, you, you knew it was big time. When the company's first starting out, you got so many young guys in there and we got the, you know, the names that can at least give you, give it, make it reputable. Give it some credit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but then the young guys, man, we were willing to do anything to get this going. So, of so we're all doing our part. And if everybody does their little part, man, and for the big, um, yeah. the whole, the whole production there, just, we were there to make it work. And people said we'd be out of business within six months, within a year. I mean, nobody gave us any credit. And just little by little, it was going. Yeah. And then we, you know, from the weekly, the Wednesday night pay-per-views, we got uh, Fox Sports Net. Yeah. We got that TV. That, 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 that had to be a, a morale. A it was deal. huge, yeah. yeah. I mean, because we saw it going in the right direction. Yeah. And then we started moving to uh, Orlando, doing our TV tapings down there. That's yeah. a big step. Then we get Spike TV. I mean, Huge. It, now, now, you're, now we're really Yeah, and doing monthly ball. pay-per-views. Yeah. So, I mean, we are yeah. a, a, one of the big wrestling companies. Yeah. So then we start getting guys like Kurt Angle coming over and uh, Christian. And, yeah, I mean, you know, just – and cool. we already had Sting. Sting was with us. Before so. we get to that, though, let's talk about – because you're right at the, 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 the beginning of this. I think it's so interesting. Like the crop of talent that came out of, like, I guess the young TNA originals, America's Most Wanted. Uh, Motor City Machine Gun, 
the list goes on and on when you think about it. Did you guys know right then, like, hey, this group's going to be something special with the next set of TV stars that are going to carry this thing? Because that's what I mean. 20 years later, you're sitting here, and a lot of those guys are sitting here, and we're in the same dressing room. So it's yeah, man, it's uh, still here. Yeah, you guys, you guys earned us a hell of a paycheck, yes, Chris. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> uh, honestly, I get on me after the show. Maybe that's why yes! they, they call it a selfish business. Because when we were in, um, we didn't know what they were going to do. They threw Storm and I together. Said, "Let's just see. We we yep. know we want to keep these guys. We just don't know what the hell to do with them. So throw them together. See what happens." We said, okay, if this is our chance, we'll make it work. We're going to be the best damn tag team out there. So who comes up with America's Most Wanted? Because it was such a cool visual gimmick of you two as these badass I have to give Storm the credit cowboys. for the name. Okay. Um, Storm came up with the name. He'll take it. He'll and, take it. <laughs> and he, Well, he he says a story of, of uh, we had a little run-in with the, the police uh, in Nashville. <laughs> and it's I tend to believe this because it's very possible, but... Um, you don't really remember it? I don't, really don't. don't, don't um, remember. I'm not sure why. You know, yeah, anything anything knows, yeah. Guys like us, guys like us have an amnesia sometimes. Yeah. Guys, we get hit in the head for a living. Anything. But apparently, fine. one of those officers said, "You know, if you guys aren't careful, you're going to be on America's Most Wanted one of these days." Ding. And, and uh, you know, came up with that, and boom, we we I loved it. We That's ran great. with it, and we just yeah. started kind of going with the gimmick. With, you guys you know, brought the cool, jackets man. You had in a great look. Yes. A lot of people were calling us cowboys, and I always had to correct them. I was like, "I'm not a goddamn cowboy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, we're different. That's <laughs> yeah, what separates us." Right. Right. And um, I think and, you're a cowboy. In, in, in your heart, you're a cowboy. I'm a, I'm, I'm maybe a, I'm maybe a, a hick or something from Kentucky. You know, maybe no, a, you gotta, like a, maybe a, maybe a redneck from Kentucky. No, but, we mean you got a cowboy spirit. Okay. <laughs> we think cowboys are cool, and I don't yeah. mean guys that are. We, we call ourselves cowboys all the time because, because we we're do shit we're not supposed to do. Basically, <laughs> well, plus, Rebels, I, and plus, since I was a te- teammate of a cowboy, I learned real quick that. You know, you don't play cowboy. You don't wear a hat and not be a real cowboy. <laughs> yeah, so, cowboy. so I made sure I didn't. I didn't play that part. So. Well, any, any, you know, is there anything memorable that happened in those couple de- in those in those first years? Like, like, what, what I like to tell. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. It's your story. What I, I, what I like to tell everybody is 2002. There wasn't a. I think what helped America's Most Wanted out a lot was there wasn't a whole lot going on in tag teams. WWE's tag team scene was the shits. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they were not focused on tag teams. I've, you guys could probably back this up. Oh, I know, know Vince is not, <laughs> Vince is not a big tag team guy. Yeah. He loved um, us. but he loved putting two singles guys together yeah. and giving them a six month run with the belts, the belts yep. and take the belts off. Then they fight. And Always. it was just, that's Still all it was. <laughs> we lost the, we lost the titles to Ron Strowman and Seth Rollins. <laughs> My point to that was, I think that's really what helped is that they yeah. looked at the tag team division in TNA and was like, damn, this is, you know, cause we, we went old school. I mean, yeah. you know, we watched the, the Arn and Tully and yeah, the rock and rolls and yep. yeah, midnights. I mean, that, that was what we watched. And so we just applied that to what we knew and people were like, shit, this is tag team yeah. wrestling here. So that helped us out. You know, it helped that WWE wasn't doing anything. So when, when do they strap you the first time? When do you win the belts and how's that feel? Cause when you get the belts the first time, you go, here we go. Yeah, I think a lot of people remember their first time, but honestly, it was such a shock to me to win those belts the first time. It was more of, man, we're going to go down in, in the list of you know all these the Road Warriors and Rock and Roll yes. Express. And that's what was really cool. heavy about it. But it was the times after that, once we felt it, it was like, I want that again. Right. So then the second and third time yeah. were, were just as yeah. special yeah. to us because it was like, now we know what it means and yep. we know what, what it's like to carry it's that. It's your job to carry the, carry the it. whole yep. division. Absolutely, yep. man. So you see, you see TNA climb, and you grew up here in, in Kentucky. You cl- you clearly watched WWF, WWE as a kid. Like, was there aspirations when you're in TNA, thinking, you know, they might call, I might take that contract, and I might go. Is that in your head all the time? As I'm with TNA, when you're with TNA, um, 
Not at first because yeah. I was so uh, my heart was just so in TNA. Yeah. yeah. But the only reason it wind up happening there towards the end is because um, uh, my my contract was coming up. Uh, we knew there was interest for Storm and I. We yeah. decided to stay. And then when it was coming up this other time, um, I just kind of looked at what was going on. They had split us up, and they weren't doing anything with us. I mean, yeah. it was like— Who was booking at that point? Is that Russo? Um, I, Russo was there, yeah. And I, I don't know who else was throwing input yeah. in, but I had a good run. Uh, I did a little something with Dustin. I did a little something with Christian. And then it just kind of went downhill, and it was this just the timing. And I was like, if we're not doing anything— and yeah. and not to mention the contract they offered was a pay cut, and I was thinking I've been yeah. here all these years. Yeah. What you know? I mean, that's how you're going to do it. Which I understand happened to a lot of the guys. Like AJ went through that, and yes. Bobby Roode went yeah. through that. You know, all the time you put in, it's like, come on, we're giving you loyalty, no give reward. Us, yeah, give us a little bit here. Yeah. So it was just one of those. Um, I didn't. I mean, I really didn't know. But yeah, it was one. I, I just you, thought I had to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do. When you look back now, do you do you wish that you would have gone with Storm the first time? You think back, like, maybe we should have done this. Maybe we should have no, gone there. No, uh, I'm glad we stayed because I, I really did enjoy what I was doing. Um, yeah. And I, looking back, of course, it's easy to say, yeah, I wish I would have stayed. But, well, of course. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad we stayed with TNA, and I'm glad we got everything we could out of it. I just wish that we could have maybe communicated more, like sure, me sure. and Jeff, me and Vince, me, yeah. something like that, to where we could have worked something out to do that. But I I thought, you know, that I'm going to try this out for myself. Um, looking back, all I can say is, yeah, hey, at least I know for now. You know, I know what yeah, it's like yeah. on the other side. I, well, they didn't give a, you a chance to be the wildcat either, I, which is disheartening. I have a funny story, though. Okay. Please. I'd love <laughs> so, to hear that. So around around this time, Wildcat uh, is it comes and does an independent show with Roger. Yeah, with Roger. I come back from Los Angeles. I'm not a star yet. But it's a big deal for him to be there. Or am I a star yet? <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's delve into this. <laughs> are, are you a star in Japan? You've yet? always been a star in your mind. I don't know if I was a superstar yet. I think mm-hmm. I might have been a Los Angeles indi- independent guy, independent but coming star. home to Roger. <laughs> okay. So yes, I was not a star yet, and we wrestled that night, right? I remember this because you were telling me on the you drove me to Applebee's, and you were saying that you were there with you, Dustin, and this, and they were talking about your story. Here's the best part of the story, though. Okay. Oh, I was in the middle of this, right? And when we, you and I talked, me and you okay. were talking. Yeah. Well, we get in the ring. We win. We win the match. We're a big, great tag team. Okay. I grab the microphone and I'm starting. Oh, I remember everybody. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's I hear said, this. How's everybody having a good time? Great. Come on down to Applebee's. Oh everybody. my God. We're going Invites to the entire crowd. <laughs> we're going to Applebee's right off this exit. Ruined the after party. He's looking at me like. What the fuck are I'm you doing? It's funny. <laughs> no, it's not. So we go there. We're sitting down. We start having a cold beer. We're having a nice brother talk. All of a sudden, these fans go up, and one lady starts massaging me. He doesn't. She's an old woman. Yep. She just massaged me, and her, her little kid hops on my lap. Other kids over here, and they talk to us and bothered us the whole time. And he goes, "You fucking ripped yourself, asshole." <laughs> yeah. you I sure said, "I bet you don't do that again, buddy." I'm sure he has I, done it again. I never I, did that again. <laughs> no, he, he's pretty. Uh, who, he likes his privacy these who days. I will say one thing though: I bet he didn't pay for a beer that night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think well, I think the Wildcat took care of me on that one. I wasn't doing real well with money at that point either. I was fucking really broke. So he says, "Oh, so like, you know, I didn't want to. I don't even care about the WWE stuff. I mean, like, do you want to talk about that at all?" You care to? I can make it quick. I don't. Yeah, yeah I mean, whatever. I mean, was it what was it? So you know, who, who called you when they brought they brought you in? Um, I was talking with John Laurinaitis. So Laurinaitis yeah. He was back in power again. We yeah. know what it's like to go there and get fucked. So I'm talking to a couple <laughs> guys who know. <laughs> I mean, at least you guys had a better run than I did. But no, I mean, I mean no, we, we, when, yeah, we're, he, we're they on. just they make it sound like it's going to be the greatest thing in the world. They're going to take care of you. And honestly, for the first I'd say first couple months, um, they did make a big deal out of it. Um. Everywhere, you know, that was going on, they, they made it like it was going to be big. But I had I had a long meeting with all the writers. I went to um, I went to the office 
and had a long meeting with the writers by the next TV. It was like it never happened. Yeah. I walked out of that meeting exciting, excited. It never happened. I showed them pictures of, you know, me with the jacket on and which I thought was a cool look. They said, yeah, bring the jacket. I brought the jacket. They didn't want to see the jacket. I mean, it was just everything that was talked about was just uh, the the best way I can say it's a billion dollar company that had no preparation whatsoever. Because they should have, what they were hiring was the Wildcat Corsairs. And, and then they changed his name to Raiden Walker. I remember, I was working there at the time. I was on the roster. You the were time. there. Yes. And I remember him coming and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's actually a cool TNA grab that we got. And then well, thank you. I saw him. I met him. I think I saw him at the gym again. And they hadn't done anything yet. And then when I saw him at TV, they put on a white singlet and he came out and his name was Braden Walker. And I went, why the fuck did they do that to him? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of. But the way. truth is, and you guys know this, like going in there. I almost knew that there was a good chance that, you know, Chris Harris was not going to be around. I knew that there was a chance they may yep. change the name, may change the look. I had enough confidence in myself that I felt like whatever they do, I will make it work. Right. I tried to go in with that attitude, but it was just so flat. And here's a, a, if I can say a quick example, Ron Killings and I left TNA at the same time. Yep. We signed with WWE at the same time. Um, I know he had a little history with them before. I think he was there for about a year. K quick for like yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. um, so maybe he was in a little bit better than I was. But um, just to, uh, as far as preparation for bringing you um, for your debut, they sent a camera crew to his house, yeah. did a bunch of vignettes yeah. with him growing up in the streets and told a story to where you care about now him when he comes in out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And plus, not to mention, this is I, I give this him all, all this credit, but because he is in the music, he, they let him use his own song. Yeah. There was just more to the package, you know what I mean? Yeah, where he yeah. comes out, you sure. care more. With me, generic song, generic name, no, I mean, who the hell is this guy? If you didn't watch but, TNA, you don't know who the hell I am. You and, know that, and then they just yeah. send me out there and it's like, you know, do, do, do whatever. And I couldn't even do my own wrestling. Yeah. Put me in the ring and I can make it work. Right. They took away all my moves because it was too similar to this guy or that guy or this guy. Yeah. So I'm out there. I mean, one of my matches is embarrassing because I think I threw 10 clotheslines. Yeah. Because it was like I couldn't do my normal arsenal. Yeah. You know? And it's so, yeah. yeah, it was just all around, man. By the time I'd say three months into it, man, I mean, I had such anxiety. I was thrown up in my hotel room before yeah. I had to go. Yeah. I didn't want to be there. And I was like, if this is what my dreams were to come here... I want the fuck out of here, yeah, man. Yeah. And so when when I got that call, um, Johnny called me and he said we're going to exercise our you know release and and I was like okay, Johnny, you know, and, and I appreciate it. I didn't argue. I didn't right, ask why, right, 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 right. anything like that. And my girlfriend at the time, um, I was out on my deck when I took that call, and I came in to the house and she said that's the first time you've smiled in six months. Yeah. There you go. I was actually happy to, to get out of there. It was so, a feeling of relief. When you when you get that call, is it finally? Is finally a, and what's your next step from there? I don't even remember. Well, that's the hard part about it, man. Is that you know I I always felt like at some point I could get back an impact, but I yeah. think they were so pissed off that I left. Different uh, times too, right? Different which, times, which, different man. Which sucks because I mean, so many. I mean, let's take Jeff for example. How many times did he float back and forth between WCW? <laughs> right. and I mean, a legend for doing it. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah. so I thought, okay, if you want to. I don't know, punish me if, if, if it's the right word, keep me off for a year a or year, so, that's but fine. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe, I mean, the story's there. Storm's yeah, still there. Yeah, we yeah. can do something. And um, I think 2011 is when it was, 2011, I came back and did like a a, a week of shows with them. And, so you always kind of got, you got the cold shoulder for that long? Yeah. For, wow. It's like for five years. years. Yeah. And and I was still hanging around, so I was still because I was living in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So when they would film in Orlando, I had a good enough relationship that they were like, "Yeah, come on, you're welcome down." Yeah. But no ideas, no, no nothing no like ideas that. Or so, fuck. Um, Could have been a cool story with beer money and you popping back up there too. 
And we did that. I, I came back. I teamed with Matt Hardy and wrestled oh, beer yeah, money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the – So, I, I mean, the story was there. They just yeah. – uh, you know, and I know Vince was in charge because I was talking to him about it. He's like, I got this whole idea where Bobby gets hurt and you wind up filling in, but I'm the sneaky one. Like, I'm manipulating them to where it's like, hey, I'll fill in for you, Bobby. Yeah. Let me yeah. And Bobby's like, well, what the fuck? Well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was there. It, was, it could have been really hot, but they just killed it, man. Yeah. And so, that's yeah. What, that's what happens in this, in this weird work to business. You know, it's really, it's so, I'm still thinking about him saying about the vignettes. It's so important if you get vignettes and you have a story, if you're like an unknown guy uh, coming in, not an unknown guy, yeah. to a new audience. But I understood that. Like, I know, I knew TNA's audience was much lower in WWE. So I knew that there was a lot of people that did not know me. And I, I just, which is why I think it would have been great to have them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what I yeah. think, man. Yeah, like, I think, like, because even my first little gimmick, the Jesse and Festus thing, like they knew who we were the first time we walked out to wrestle because they gave us, I think we're supposed to have three weeks and Vince thought they were funny. So they kept going. I had like 10 weeks of vignettes in a row where I'm not saying shit, but when we came <laughs> yeah. out, but at least they, they knew you when you came out, like it. they knew what, what they go, Oh, it's the fucking big idiot and his friend. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have another funny story. Oh God. When Wildcat was, was in his TNA famous run. Yeah. Very famous. Yes. He'd come wrestle us or he'd come help us in Wilmington, Ohio, where he used to always wrestle. Right? Mm-hmm. Where I was, I was a big star in Wilmington, well, Ohio. Well, Wilmington's famous. In Fairfield. Yes, yes, in Fairfield too. I very guess. well known in Fairfield, Fairfield, Ohio. One of the most That's popular true. guys there. <laughs> That's very true. Um, Chris comes back to referee this match for us. Yeah. Okay, so we had a referee in the match. The referee gets knocked out. Chris's music hits. Big yep. pop because nice. he was a big star in Wilmington, yep. Ohio yep. too, right? He comes out. <laughs> a couple of big Wilmington, Ohio He takes the police force in New York. And he, 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 you're going to love this though. This guy, the referee, was in the match. Yes. I, I told Chris before, I said, listen, he doesn't sell very well, so you're going to have to really lay this one in there, right? <laughs> so Chris goes out there and almost kills this guy. But you know who it is? Ew. Winkleman. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> We love you, Winkleman. That's right. You love do know Winkleman. Winkleman. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... I gotta he told me, he said, this referee won't sell for you. I was like, yeah. the hell he won't. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds funny, right? Now, like I said, Chris beat the hell out of me, right? In a very, in a very uh, mentoring type I got way. a question about the story. I got to say, are, are you on. ribbing Winkleman? Yes. I was ribbing him. <laughs> of course. But then, but then I saw him almost die, and I went, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a little meaner than I thought it was. Well, let, me, but, but let me say this. How Chris beat the hell out of me, he hit this Winkleman, and I'm thinking, you, you got to look at Chris. He's an imposing figure. He's six I mean, foot four. He's six foot four. He's jacked to the gills, and he's hitting you with these club forearms in your back. <laughs> and I was known face. for that left-handed lariat too. Yeah. Yeah. And that left-handed lariat goes right, just above the nose. <laughs> Did you lariat? This is a big bastard. Do you remember? I remember, yeah. <laughs> I got to figure so, out. And somebody has I'd video love, of it, I'd obviously. I'd love to see the footage of so what I did, There's what video. I, what I don't remember, I, I remember seeing the video. And yeah, I, it, it was, uh, it was, it, and it, was, it was in there. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> the knockout cell. It's knockout. <laughs> this episode of Talk and Shop is brought to you by Manscaped. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOTS20, H-O-O-T-S-20. Now, Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0, it's the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants in your garden. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did I mention that it's waterproof as well? Yep, that worked with me in the shower. Equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be major asset to the new shower routine. 
Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure we get uh, get rid of that foul ball smell with the uh, the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Now, the Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Reviver, well, that's a spray-on toner for your balls, and you want to keep those boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh-cut spring flowers. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using your lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, boys. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOTS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOTS20 at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. What are you up to nowadays, babe? It's good to see you back around. Like we saw you at Roger's show. Like you got so much knowledge for the business. These kids can look can learn so much from you. I I took over a whole nother role with him, man. Because um, and this is really good because it takes a lot of pressure off Roger. But it's I guess you call it the the agent coach role. Um, I go in. I'm at training every Tuesday and Thursday. They're there, so I'm there to help coach with them. I don't do a lot of the drills. Some of the other guys do that, but. I'll critique their matches and, you know, tell them what's good, what's bad. And then when the shows on all the shows, whether it's a, you know, a lot of times we have a Friday, Saturday, I'll go in there and I'll, I'll get the rundown from Roger. I'll get what he wants. I call him Vince. I get what he wants. (laughs) Do you enjoy doing that? I I love it, man. I'll run it around like crazy. But the thing is, man, I, since I don't, I can't do it myself anymore. I lay it out for these guys. I help them put the finishes together, you know, from start to finish. And sometimes I think to myself, well, it's common sense. They know it. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> right. So there I really know. have to go through sure. stuff. But then when I see the presentation in the ring and I see it go and I see the crowd reaction, it's a reward. It, it, it makes me feel just as good as if yeah. I was out there doing it myself. That's so cool. I love that part of it. Yeah, man. So that's, that's, very, very that, cool. that's keeping me busy. I love it, man. You I, got social media. You got anywhere people can follow you. Keep up with Wildcats doing. Where yeah, the best next. way is, I, I, is my Twitter. It's uh, at AMW Wildcats. Wildcat, um, get on hold of me on tr- Twitter. I'm, I do Facebook as well. So book uh, the Wildcat. Let's see him in some signings. Let's see. Him yeah, I do a lot of. Uh, I enjoy the conventions, man. Yep. No bumps and all signings. Yeah. So yep. that's I love doing and that. And making some cash, brother cash, for brother the boys. cash. Wildcat, thanks. It's been you great. guys are awesome. Appreciate I love catching it, up with you guys yeah. every t- every chance we get. Always appreciate fun. you, baby. It's good to see you. You look great. I'm glad you're back. Awesome. Can't wait to see you guys get your ass kicked. Well, you know that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I'm gonna lose. That's for fucking sure. <laughs>